0: that God gives us, Amen. The American, and I don't mean this just uh, you know condescending or putting anybody down, but the 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 American Western um, uh, idea of this is that we can be saved and then we just sit around until the second coming of the Lord. I'm serious, folks. That's what most people's idea of Christianity is. And in fact, what God wants to do is he wants to save you. That's the first thing, folks. Jesus said, what would a profit a person if he gained the whole world and lost his soul? I mean, that's quite a statement. And so the first thing on the agenda, and I don't care who you are, how old you are, where you've been going to church for the last 25 or 30 years, the first thing on the agenda is God wants to save you. And the, the idea is, is we don't save ourselves. Jesus said the only possibility of being saved is to be born again. That's the first step. That's what God does. He allows us to be over, made over in Jesus' name. And then the process begins. That's what God does. And in the midst of perfecting us or glorifying us, God will use us to reach other people, praise God, that were in the exact same place you were when you were born again. Isn't that a beautiful plan? It's the greatest occupation that you could ever get. You know, it took me a while to realize that God wanted to use me. Because I'm like a lot of you. I didn't think I was usable. But God just said, I'm going to use you where you're at, praise God. And as we progress in this walk, praise God, one of the things that I think is going to be shown to us in heaven, you know, one of those heavenly uh, treasures is how many people God used us to reach. And they're standing there right beside you in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? amen? What a beautiful thought to think about it the last day of 2019. Now, wouldn't it be good to get into 2020 and keep that attitude? Yeah. Praise God. I'm going to help you to see, see, if, see if we can do that in Jesus' name. You may be seated. Praise God. I want to talk about treasure time and ability. That's what I want to talk about. This is what God will do for us. He will help us to be dedicated in these areas, in Jesus' name. Let me read some scripture to you tonight. Look at Matthew chapter number 6. I love this God, this Bible. I love the way God states things and, and has a way of getting to the point. And, and there has just been great joy in this place tonight. Listen to me, blood-bought Christian. You can, you can dance and you can praise God any and every day that you want. You don't have to wait to get to here to church. You can lift up your hands when you get up in the morning, praise God, and you can give a shout of joy in the name of Jesus. Come on, the Bible says when Nehemiah was bringing, was building that wall, one of the things that kept him going was the joy of the Lord. And the joy of the Lord became his strength in Jesus' name. Now, it's not the only diet. It's not the only thing on the diet. But I'm going to tell you something, folks. In a world that has an increasing uh, hunger for the bad things and all of the, the dirt and the junk that's going on out there, it isn't it nice to come to the church and realize there's joy in the house of the Lord in the name of Jesus? Come on, folks. I don't care how many. It's, it's There's joy in the house of the Lord in Jesus' name. Oh, and I'm telling you, God wants to help us to just to, to have a part of that joy every day in Jesus' name. But while we're on the journey, praise God, there's many things that will come our way. We live, somebody said one time, we live in one of the richest nations as far as materialism is concerned. I don't, I'm not really sure if that's a blessing yet. But it's the truth. At one time, I remember back in the 70s, I think it was, they said that you know the United States was, was less than 5% of the population of the world at that time. Less than 5% of the population. And at that time, the United States controlled over 60% of the wealth. Now, that's imbalance, isn't it? Amen. I think those statistics are widening out considerably. There are other nations that are getting wealthy and all of that kind of business. But nevertheless, you and I, we live in a very, very, very um, rich country when it comes to materialism. So a lot of this has to be pointed towards that. Those are your temptations, praise God. It's to take the seemingly um, uh, things that come your way and begin to consume them upon yourself. Listen to me, folks. There's, there's no joy in that. That's why you can, you can meet people who are multi-millionaires and yet they've got sadness in their hearts because what they've tried to do is consume a lot of that stuff on themselves. And the best thing you and I can do is give it to the Lord. Become stewards, praise God, of the manifold grace of God and allow Him to do some great, great reconstruction in our life. Are you ready? Come on. I believe 2020 is going to be that kind of a year. I believe there are some people sitting in this place right now that God's going to help you to get it in perspective. He's going to help you to really get that thing focused, praise God. And you're going to find the joy of the Lord to be your strength. You're going to find that, praise God, you never run out because we serve the King of kings in the name of Jesus. We don't have to worry about those kind of famines because our God is able. He's able to supply everything, all things in the name of Jesus. But man, to give it back to the Lord, to let God use us, that's one of the greatest privileges he can get in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me give you some scripture understanding of this. Look at uh, Matthew chapter number 6, and let me begin reading in verse number 19. Verse number 19. You know, these these, five, six, and seven of Matthew are just packed full of things that you and I can be working on on a daily basis. Can you say amen? Let me just take up one, take one segment of it, okay? The Bible says in verse 19, six of Matthew, it says, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth. Notice this this is this is a he's telling us what we need he says where moth and rust shall corrupt and where thieves break through and steal but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven somebody say that makes sense come on that's where God wants us to do it somebody here tonight you need to ask God to help you to rent a storage unit in heaven Come on and start packing that storage unit, praise God, full of stuff. In the name of Jesus, I'm talking about for his kingdom. And I'm going to tell you something again. You're going to find the real true joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. That doesn't mean you're not going to have problems. It just means that those problems will never, ever get that big. Come on, folks, that's why people sometimes are overwhelmed with problems is because they haven't taken it to the Lord. And when he's talking about treasures, praise God, you know, a lot of that has to do with money. Amen. This is what God wants to help us to understand. That, yes, he's given us the ability to earn great wages and things of that nature. Somebody was telling me that the minimum wage, minimum wage, in many states right now is over $15 an hour. Praise God. When I got out of high school, they didn't even have a minimum wage. Right. Amen. You just got paid whatever whatever they'd pay you. There was no government telling them they better do it. I think the first job I got, it was, you know, of course, it was a paper out when I was real young, but when I got out of high school, I think I was making like a buck and a half an hour. Praise God. Listen to me, folks. Those wages have gone way, 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 way up. Amen. And God can help us to do the most with it. Come on, you want to get the most out of everything that you, you have? God is the one that can help you to do that. And so Jesus said in verse 20, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. You can pack that storage unit as, as tight as you want. Come on, you can put all those kind of things up into the heavenly realm. It says where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. They don't have to have security systems in heaven. Come on, I'm telling you right now, when you give it to the Lord, it's safekeeping in Jesus' name. And so God can help us to do that. One of the things that we promote around this church is the idea of giving to foreign missionaries. PIMs, that's what we call it. And we've got many people, many families, and I want to commend, there's about half of the people in this church, I'm talking about the regulars now, that come, that have gotten with the program, praise God. And this church, our church is able to give a lot towards those areas. And I commend you for that. Let me just encourage you, keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep giving to missions. Keep giving for the cause of Christ praise God. We were able to give $2000 for She's for Christ this year. This church praise God. And that's going directly to missions, isn't it? That's going to buy cars so those folks can get out there in some of the remote areas and they can they can tell people about Jesus. Come on, we got Christmas Christ upon us and we want to do the same thing in the name of Jesus. Come on, we're not trying to bankrupt you. We're just trying to say if you give your money, you give your money to God, it'll get good to, it'll get put to put to good use. In Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. Come on. That's the joy of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. We were doing our books today. And I own a, I have a business. And Sister Carnahan was totaling up my business year, this year. And over half of that, half of the money that came in, praise God, went out. Yeah. Amen. I said I was better off when I was working for Haggerty's for 60%. Yeah, yeah, great, great idea, own a business, right? Yeah. Well, there's a lot more to it than that because you know the first check that gets written out when we do our books every month is that, uh, that check to the Lord in Jesus' name. I like give, putting God first in Jesus' name. And so consider that, those of you that are here that are, that are making your way through the process of perfection, consider giving your money to the Lord. Tithing is a good thing. I'm not going to belch you over the head with it, but I'm going to tell you something. If you've got, uh, you know, you got some financial dire straits in your life right, right now, the best help you could get is from God. And boy, I'm going to tell you something. When you start giving to the Lord first, I'm going to tell you something. He doesn't send you checks. He sends you wisdom. He sends you patience. He sends you all kinds of things. Can the people who are tithing say amen? Amen. Come on, there's many of you. You're finding this out. And this is a blessing from God. You're learning how to take your treasures and give it to the Lord in Jesus' name. And that's exactly what Jesus said. Jesus said, Take those treasures and put it in heavenly places. And that's what you can do in Jesus' name. Now, another one that I want to talk to you a little bit about tonight is your time. Hallelujah. I'm telling you right now, this is something that everybody seems to have, have a big strain on their life and that type of thing. And listen, I'm going to give you an answer here tonight that you might not like to hear to begin with, but it's the truth anyway. Listen, when people tell me that they never have enough time or they don't have enough time to do things and that type of stuff, one of my first things that I want to tell them if God gives me the green light is you're doing too much, just plain and simple. Amen. God's not going to extend the 24-hour day. He's not going to do it. And so you and I have got to figure out that maybe there's some things in our life right now that really we don't really be needing to do all the time. And I believe with the wisdom of God, if you'll put God first in your treasures, this is the kind of stuff that he'll begin to show you. He'll begin to show your entire life. And he'll begin to help you to understand, praise God, that you don't have to live frustrated and, you know, strung out and all that kind of business. That you can have time to worship him. That you can have time to read your Bible. You can have time to pray. You can have time to, oh, my goodness, would this be possible? You might even have time to teach A Bible study to somebody. Oh my goodness, wouldn't that be something? Come on, I'm telling you right now, isn't it awesome? I'm telling you right now, this is the will of God for every one of you. This is one of the ways that we evangelize. But what I'm constantly hearing from people is I've got too much going. I've got too many other things going. And you want to know something, you're going to get pastor's agreement. Because if we don't have enough time to give to God, and I'm not talking about 24-7 here, folks. I'm talking about a good portion of our time to give to the Lord. We are doing too much. And how many would like to have some help with that? Come on, I'm here to tell you that God wants to give you some help. Let me show you a scripture that, that, that helps us to understand that this is actually talking to every one of us in Jesus' name. Look at the book of, Ecclesi- of Ecclesiastes. And look at chapter number 9. Chapter number 9. Now the book of Ecclesiastes in the Old Testament is a book of reflection. You've got an elder king who has been through a lot of different stuff in his life. And believe me, he gave himself to everything, to the best that everything that life had to offer. And one of the words that you'll find in the book of Ecclesiastes regularly is the word vanity. And really what it means is useless. And what King Solomon found out, which is what a lot of you are finding out, is that there's a lot of useless stuff out there. A lot of stuff that just isn't going to matter next week. And again, this is, I'm not here to rake you over the coals. I'm here to say that God wants to help you. He wants to put constant joy in your life. He wants to help you to have, you know, to have a purpose, praise God. And he can help us to do that in Jesus' name. Now look at verse number 10, Ecclesiastes 9 and 10. And this makes perfect sense to me, praise God. The Bible says, whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with with thy might. For there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave, whitherso thou goest. Basically, what Solomon was saying, live it to the fullest extent in this life. And I believe in that. Now, I'm not talking about working, you know, um, not working smart. I'm talking about, but whatever we do, let's do it to the best of our ability. And I believe that carries into the, into the work world, folks. I really do. I believe we should have pride in whatever we are doing, whether it is a janitor, whether we are leading people, whether whatever we are doing, we should have pride in our life and say, God, I want to do it to the best of my ability. Can somebody say amen? And I believe that God can help us to do that. You know, the scripture says that whatsoever we do in word and deed, we should all do it, you know, to the Lord. And so that makes sense that when you go into your workplace, you should really, wait a minute, this is for God. This is what I'm doing. And so I believe that God wants to return that type of thing to us. And then he says in verse number 11, notice this. He said, I returned and saw under the sun. It says that the race is not to the swift. Notice this. It says, nor the battle to the strong. It says, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill, but time and chance happeneth. To them all. Listen to me, Saint of God. You got 24 hours in a day. I believe that God wants to help us to begin to manage that day. And I believe that's why it's important that you and I, as we give our treasure to God, we learn how to give our time to God. This is one of the things, one of the areas that I believe that God will redeem for us. That he'll begin to help us to take on projects and do things that maybe we've never done before. Because now we've prioritized the time for God. Listen to me, folks. Solomon was across the board. He said time and chance. The word chance there means opportunity. That's what it's talking about. Not talking about going to the casino. It's talking about opportunity. Time and opportunity happens to everybody. And this is what God can help us to do in Jesus' name. Why don't you close your eyes right now? And why don't you lift up your hands and ask the Lord to really, really, really put that one down deep. Come on. There's a a few in here right now that, that, I don't know, for whatever reason you're saying, there's no way I could ever have that happen. And I want activated faith to come in here before we're done come on, we're going to have a great meal, we're going to do some good fellowship back there, but let's take some spiritual meat right now. Come on, let's take it serious. Let's say 2020 is going to be different this year. Come on, I'm not just going to say something. I'm not just going to warm up. I'm not just going to have a good thought that maybe this could happen. This is going to happen, praise God. I am going to start giving my treasure to the Lord in proportion. I am going to start giving my time to God. And I believe that, Lord God, that you're going to help me. You are going to help me with this in the name of Jesus and God I give you the praise and the glory for it in Jesus name I thank you for it in advance that your word and your spirit Lord God claims that we can have this in the name of Jesus come on a lifetime it's all I got come on a lifetime it's all I got I want to give it to the Lord I want him to use me in the name of Jesus oh hallelujah and I believe that is possible in the name of Jesus Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus probably gives one of his most thorough um, teachings. Um, on end time. The 24th chapter of the book of Matthew really goes into it. I mean, it just goes into the fact that there are certain things that are going to happen. He also predicted the downfall of Jerusalem. He said that there was going to be not one stone upon another. And it came to pass probably 30 30 some odd years after that. The city of Jerusalem was literally leveled, praise God, by the Roman government. But he talked about end times and he talked about some of the things that were going to happen. And then in chapter 12, 25, he gives examples, praise God, of of things that are going to be around for that. The first example he gives in chapter 25 is of the 10 versions, which in my opinion is representative of the church and how they need to keep their lamps full. Praise God, that we need to be filled with God's spirit. But then he launches into a parable that on, on the surface is talking about money. It really is. But I want to show you something that has a little bit more to do with money, with money than that. Look at chapter 25 of Matthew and verse number 15. Now, he's talking about distributing the talents, and, of course, we're talking about wealth. We're talking about the, you know, the things that they could use to, to, to make some things happen and that type of thing. And you all are familiar with the talent, okay? Amen. Some was given five. Another one was given two. And then one was given one, you know, and that was just how it worked. But notice this. I want you to see something here in verse 15. And unto one he gave five talents, and to another two, and to another one to every man according to his several ability. Now, I'm going to tell you something right now. I don't know where your bank account is. I don't know where your, your outlook on life is right now. That's between you and God, and hopefully you put that one under the blood a few minutes ago. But I'm going to tell you something right now. In the 43 years I've been privileged to be in a church like this, God has taken abilities that I brought to him And he's begun to expand them. He has begun to stretch them out. Where I am doing things today, folks, that I never thought would ever be possible for me to do. Now that is not bragging, folks. That is an absolute fact. If you'd have told me the first six months or a year I was in the church that I'd be pastoring a church in Gillette, Wyoming, that I would be owning a business, that a lot of these, I I would have told you you were crazy. Because I didn't think I had the ability. And probably back then, I didn't. But what I ended up doing was I brought my abilities to God. And that's what some of you need to consider doing. Instead of looking at somebody who maybe has greater abilities than you and getting jealous and envious because of that, why don't you take the ability, even if it's one, why don't you take that one ability and be? Begin... man, I feel the Holy Ghost here tonight. I'm telling you right now, there is so much potential in here for 2020. There is so much potential in this place right now. God wants to resurrect something in your life. He wants to take a pipe drink. He wants to take something that you never thought was possible. And he wants to give you something expanded in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you right now, that's what's alive and well in this place. Come on, it's not based upon whether or not you got five or two or one. It's based upon your ability. Oh, my goodness. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. That's what God is trying to get across to us this year. Come on, He's not asking you to measure yourself with that person sitting next to you. He's not asking you to do that. He's saying, you come to me. You and I will sort this out. I know what you're capable of. I know what you can do in the name of Jesus. And I'm telling you, when you bring it to the Lord, it just begins to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Praise God. And then we can use it for his kingdom and we can fill up that storage unit and maybe get another one. And then maybe another one. Come on, let's get all kinds of storage units up there. Oh, I'm telling you folks, That's the purpose of life. That's what God is doing. Amen. That's why I don't preach to the goats anymore like that. It's useless. Because it bounces off of them and they say it can't be done. But I feel a sheep herder spirit in this place. I feel like there's some people in this place that you're feeding on this. You're saying, I'm getting sick and tired of being the last one. I'm getting sick and tired of just having the scrimps. I want to have a full menu that God's got for me. And I'm here to tell you 2020 is your year. It's your year. It's the year you're going to get it right in the eyes of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I got a whole book on this one. I really do, but I'm not going to give it to you tonight. I'm just sowing that seed tonight. Come on, our treasures. And really our time is the most is is probably the biggest one. We got we gotta take a second, third, fourth, fifth look at our time. What are we doing every week? What are some of the activities that we're involved in, praise God, that really aren't going anywhere? And God give you ability to do that. I know he has in Jesus' name. Do You want to know why? Because let me leave you with this thought. Look at 1 Peter. 1 Peter, an epistle in in the New Testament talks about this a little bit. And this is what God wants to do for for all of you tonight. I'm, I'm serious. Everyone in this place. You know, there's things that are across the board in the Bible. And the Bible talks about that God is no respecter of persons. And that's true. You know? His love is available for everybody. Amen. You can get as much grace as you want. You can get as deep and, and, and into this as you want to. Praise God. And God wants to help you to do that in Jesus' name. Look at 1 Peter chapter number 4. Amen. And the Bible says in verse number 10, it says, As every, uh, every man hath received the gift... Even so, minister the same one to another. Let me just stop here for a minute and, and tell you the, one of the biggest reasons that God brought you into this local church. It is to get saved. That is a, that's very important. We are preaching the plan of salvation here. You must be born again. That's not an arrogant statement. That is a mandate that Jesus put in the third chapter of the book of John. And it's being preached here on a regular basis, and it will continue to be preached. But after that folks, after people are born again, praise God, the Bible gives us the ability to minister to one another. Your brothers and your sisters are your first ministry order. I've had people come to me and say, "You know, well, they didn't like the Bible study and they rejected me and told me not to come back." And you know, first my first thought is to say, "Well, go find somebody who does." I'm serious we got 7 billion people in this world. Don't tell me they're the only people in your neighborhood. Don't tell me they're the only people that you talk to at the job. Surely there's somebody, and even in this town, remote area, of 35, 36,000 people that want to hear the gospel message. Just keep going out there and finding them. Amen. And learn that there are people that you will be able to minister to. Amen. Every week, Mike and I, we go up to the jail. And I'll guarantee you, there's people that come into those Bible studies that one of the only reasons they want to come in there, and I'm not judging, I'm just observing, is they just wanted to get out of the cell block. They just wanted to get out of their area for a while. And so they come in there, and it's fresh and all that kind of business. Well, listen, I don't let that deter me. I'll tell you one thing, there's always going to be at least one, at least one person in that Bible study that I'm going to preach to I'm going, to, I'm going to teach to. I'll get up on the tables, praise God, if I have to. It doesn't make any difference to me. Somebody here needs to quit looking at the ones that seemingly don't want it, and you start looking at a world that does. Now this is what we've got to get our focus back on. In Jesus' name, is that there are people, praise God. And that smell, you you just turned something on back there, didn't you? Yes, you did. You're trying to get me to quit, aren't you? Yeah. Chilly night. Yeah, you probably probably made something none of us like either, you know. But I'll tell you something, folks. This spiritual food, this will take you into 220. This will take you into 2020, man, and it will give you some purpose in Jesus' name. And so the Bible says, it says that we need to receive the gift, obviously. That's the first thing. We've got to learn to receive. And then minister with that gift one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. There it is, folks. That's what our mandate is. And then the scripture says, if any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, look at this. Let him do it as of the ability which God it. What you are seeing up here, folks, what you are literally seeing from me is you are seeing an ability that God gave me. I didn't have this coming into the church. I lied my way in high school through any speech class. I hated getting up in front of people. This wasn't me. But God began to churn in my heart the need to go out and reach for people. And on the streets of Dubuque, God took that ability and began to stretch it and began to stretch it. And pretty soon he gave me a nursing home ministry. There were 14 nursing homes in Dubuque. And so I saw the need, and I would go to those nursing homes, sometimes with my guitar, sometimes just with a Bible. And God gave me Bible study after Bible study. And then people on the street would follow, praise God. And that ability began to grow. And I'm talking to, some, I'm talking to you people tonight. This is what God wants to do. He wants to take an ability, praise God, that he has already given you. And he wants to, first of all, get, your, get, get you to prioritize it for him instead of for you. That's a big one. That's the big one right there. There's the 180. That's got to happen, folks. we got to quit using those abilities on ourselves. And we got to start turning them to the Lord, praise God. No, that doesn't mean you'll have to skip meals and you'll, you'll go without a car and you won't have a roof over your head. I'm going to tell you something. God has a way of enhancing that. But what it'll do is, praise God, it'll bring joy and purpose back into your life. And that's what God wants to do. He wants to help us this year. Praise God. He wants to help us this year to revamp our time, our treasures, and then our talents or our abilities. Amen. Anybody interested? You want 2020 to be different? Come on. Why don't you come to this altar then? Come on. Let's come down here together. Praise God. I've only got a good start in my ministry. I've only got a good start in my life. Praise God. That's the way I feel, folks. And not that I'm not ashamed of what God has done with me already. But I'm going to tell you something. My greatest days are ahead of me. They're not behind me. I'm not going to turn into some old fogey that just dreams about the good old days. I'm telling you something. The good old days are ahead of us. God's got some good things that He's going to do in your life this year. And if you'll just begin to dedicate yourself to Him right now. Come on. At least consider it. At least say, God, I'm going to think about this. I'm going to do something different in 2020. Praise God. Come on, let's offer it up to the Lord. Those of you that are filled with the Holy Ghost, come on, begin to pray. Begin to pray in the Spirit right now. Come on, begin to pray in the Spirit. I'm telling you, God wants to use this place. It's an incubator. Oh, rota babriabaka. In the name of Jesus.